Hey, everybody, welcome to Films and Fermentation, episode 90. That's right, we are Films and Fermentation, a movie and alcohol podcast. I'm Leo. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike. We're just three friends who like to talk shit about movies while getting shit-faced. Tonight's episode, episode 90, which continues our fifth season of doing Films and Fermentation, was Mike's idea. This episode is most paused movie scenes. In doing the research, we've come to the conclusion that there were way too many scenes to talk about in one episode. So for this episode, we uh, we picked out a few to discuss, and we figured we'll save some of the other ones for a later episode. And I could get some you know feedback from you guys out there as to what scenes we should make sure we include next time around. So in this episode, sometimes you just need a closer look. That's why God invented the pause button. In this episode, we're going to take a deep dive into part one of the most paused scenes in movie history. Don't forget to drop us an email at filmsandfermentation at gmail.com. We are looking for show suggestions, drink suggestions, hypothetical questions we can answer on the show, uh, or just some general comments that you'd like to send us. Or visit linktree.com slash filmsandfermentation for all of our social media and podcast links as well as links to our storefront on Teespring, where you can pick purchase our merchandise, or our link on Patreon if you'd like to support the show. This episode, as usual, is brought to you by Dubby All-Natural Energy Drink. Dubby is an all-natural energy drink. It uses a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. This ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser focus and fast reflexes, making it perfect for gamers everywhere. Dubby contains important amino acids and vitamins that canned energy drinks simply do not have. Dubby never uses fillers or artificial colors. It's a sugar-free and keto-friendly alternative energy drink. Choose from flavors such as Dragonade, Beach and Peach, and Galaxy Grenade. Guaranteed to boost energy without giving you the jitters. Go to w.gg to order today. Use the promo code FILMSFERMENT and receive 10% off every order every time. Dubby, be better. Dubby, Dubby! Not GG. All right, gentlemen, what are we drinking this evening? I'll go first. Yes, you go first. <laughs> We're not all volunteering right away. I actually decided to go with the theme drink this evening. Since one of our paused movies uh, is a horror film of some renowned, I am drinking this mixed drink of blue curacao, uh, agave tequila, and lime juice, otherwise known as the Exorcist. The Exorcist cocktail. Ooh. I think it's supposed to be a little bit more green. Mm -hmm. um, I think I, put, I think I put too much curacao in it. <laughs> why, Katie, why Katie wasn't enjoying kissing me earlier. I just tasted like orange liqueur. <laughs> I definitely oh. put too much lime juice in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I know how you feel. That's bitter. Because I started off with the Lemonade Smash by Devil's <laughs> Backbone. Mm. And that is sour. Ooh. White tart. White tart. I guess you're not on call this week, huh? No, sir. <laughs> I'm also working from home tomorrow, which is awesome. Oh, uh, <laughs> lucky! I got a day tomorrow, time. but I'm still, because uh, the kids are off, the teachers are having a work day, so I get to work from home. So. Nice. Yeah, what are you drinking this evening? 
I He's am going. I'm going um, with Sam Adams, Golden Pilsner, crisp and refreshing, lightly hopped. And I've had one of these before, and I'll tell you, they are not very lightly hopped. They're actually quite hoppy, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not bad. They're not bad. So I got a variety pack not long ago. Um, when family came over and I'm working my way through the variety pack, my brother-in-law was gracious, gracious enough to give me some of his um, Jacko pumpkin ale. Okay. Uh, so I've been working through that and, you know, taking me back to the fall. I really like that. So What's starting the, with uh, this and moving on. Is the Pilsner part of like the winter pack? It is. Yeah, I was kind of, they, they replaced the winter lager. It's the Cold Snap, their original Boston Lager, their um, Pilsner, and um, a pine. The pine tree one. Alpi- yes, the Alpine <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of the Alpine one. No, no. I, have, so, I don't know if I've had the Pilsner. I'm not sure uh, if I it's, had it. It's okay. It's, like you said, they used to have the winter lager one in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, usually get that. that I like the Cold Snap. I like the winter lager. I'm all right with the original Boston Lager. I forget what the third one was, but this, it's okay. It's a little hoppy. It's 5% alcohol by volume. So. <clears throat> Michael, do you have a history lesson for us this evening? This day in film history. This day in film history in 1940, the three students film, You Nazi Spy, while the Nazis released with the disclaimer, any resemblance between the characters in this picture and any person living or dead is a miracle. <laughs> All right. So when I saw that this was one of your, your facts for today, I was like, you know, I don't remember this episode too much. I'm gonna watch this. I actually watched it during my lunch break today. Because it was only like a toy, it's only like a 20 minute short. So I was like, oh, I I could kill that during my lunch. And um man, it was a weird episode. So it's about a country called Moronica. <laughs> uh, that was at peace for so long that the weapons manufacturers weren't making any money anymore. So they decided to manufacture a war in order to make money. And so they named Mo, Larry, and Curly the co-dictators of Moronica. The first thing, that, first thing that Mo does is accidentally put some grease under his nose to make him look like Hitler. <laughs> Uh, Larry or Curly is the is the Minister of Defense. Uh, he's got he's got like awards like the the medals all over his jacket, and then he turns around in one scene and there's medals all over the back of his jacket too. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing is them is them like they start this war to make money and then they start getting like carried away. It was so like bizarre. Like it was like kind of making a, a statement about Nazis. Right, but but at the same time, was just like really like I, I don't know how to describe it. It's so weird. So it, they get they get eaten by lions at the end. So I get no, <laughs> you know, make uh, looking like um, uh, Hitler uh, was Curly supposed to be not Stalin um, Mussolini? I guess because he he was kind of dressed like him because he had like, he was you know, the very the yeah, and okay. and uh, Larry was the minister of propaganda, so he would have been like uh, like Goebbels, Japan, yeah. Japan. I think he would have been like like uh, like uh, what's his name, the second in command, Goebbels. Oh yes, uh, yeah. You know, so I think I think it was like it was something like it was so weird though. But like talking about paused scenes, I had to pause it at one point because they're looking at a map on the episode, 
and the map is a map of the continent that the that their country is part of. So the country is Moronica, which is right in the middle of South Starvania. <laughs> and the other countries in this in this uh, in this continent are Aspirin, Hangover, uh, Dazzle Lake and Razzle Lake, Jinrikia, <laughs> Vamaka, Bologna, Double Crossia, <laughs> and then there's there's a uh, hold on a sec, Double Crossia, and then they have like names of the oceans and the seas around the country. So it's the Look Sea, the Sea of Biscuit. The Bay of Rum, the Bay of Window, uh, and then the the country right below them is called Mickey Finland. Mickey Finland. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I had to pause it so I could see the name of all the countries in this continent. It is a weird episode. Yeah. So Mike, you got a couple more for us, right? I do. In 1992, the Nature Boy, woo, Ric Flair, became WWF. <laughs> champion at the Royal Rumble and Roddy Piper beats the Mountie to become the WWF Intercontinental Champ. I got an addendum to that fact, Mike, because, you know, we're wrestling guys. Yeah. Uh, I think it was about 10 to 15 years later when Ric Flair and Roddy Piper won the Tag Team Championship belts together on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's your last fact you got there? In 2001, Colt film Donnie Bark- Darko Written and directed by Richard Kelly, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, premieres at the Sundance Film Festival. One of the strangest films I've ever watched. It is strange, but it is intriguing. I, I do. If it comes on and I haven't seen it in a while, I'll I'll watch it. I think uh, you could probably say the first time that the rabbit shows up is is like a paused scene. Mm-hmm. Probably. What's the rabbit's name? Is it Frank? I think so. Frank? I think it was Frank. I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched it too. But I think it was Frank that only. Yeah. Uh, what's your fun drink fact for this evening, there, Mike? Fun drink fact. Oh, here we go. That's another one of those must-try beers. This one is Sunshine Pilsner by. What's it? Trogs, Trogs, Trogs. Independent Brewing, Hershey, PA. Oh, Trogues. Trogues, yep. Trogues, yeah. Made in the style of the classic Bohemian Pilsner, Sunshine is all about quality ingredients and a soft balance. Old World Saz Hops beat Golden Pilsner Malt for a pale, clear 4.5% alcohol by volume. A clean carpet of white foam, glass on the surface with new Mown gra- hay, grass, and orange blossom honey uh, in the aroma. Flavors are malt forward with more than a light honey sweetness, but a moderate bitterness. This flagsh- flagship pills from the renowned craft brewery is available year-round, so there's no excuse not to discover it's clean, simply purify on your own. You so, go. like, when you said Sunshine Pils, Pilsner, I was like, okay, sounds familiar. And he said Trogues. Mm-hmm. Well, I've definitely had Trogues before. Yeah. Um, but I apparently have not had the Sunshine Pilsner before. 
I just mm. looked it up on untapped. Either I forgot to record it or I really have never had it. Well, I know we all knew the brewery. I don't think I I've knew had the brewery, it yet yeah. either. Uh, according to Untapped, uh, uh, some of the friends I have on Untapped who have tried it uh, have given it an average rating of like a 3.25. Hmm. Is, okay. <laughs> I also have not tried it. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on the to-do list. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a must-try according to the calendar. It is a must-try. All right. Yeah. Notes from last show. Uh, here's our synopsis <laughs> according to Glip. Uh <laughs> So last episode was the uh, Remembering Robin Williams episode. Uh, after listening to it, I, I do have to say it was a very good episode. Um, like you said, Mike, it didn't go off the rails as much as you thought it did. Uh, yeah, but it was still a really good episode nonetheless. And I thought some of the uh, clips that I added into the episode really like you know, uh, worked out well. And we got some good feedback from it on uh, Good Pods and some of the other sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to Glip, the description of that episode is the participants talked about amazing acceptance speeches, early usage of special effects, treatment of transsexual characters, dramatic scenes with a little spark of madness, and a big fan of okra. <laughs> it's all about me, boys. It's all about me. It's all about the okra. <laughs> in an entire episode of Robin Williams, Robin Williams was not mentioned once in the Glip synopsis. <laughs> Uh, I have a movie recommendation for you if you have not seen it yet. And I put, put I actually posted this on Twitter earlier. Uh, just finished watching The Menu. You haven't seen it yet? You should. <laughs> it was, it's a movie that I was kind of intrigued about when I first saw the trailer for it because uh, I like Ray Fiennes. I like Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, Nick Holt is in it, who played mm-hmm. Beast in the uh, newer X-Men films. Um, John Leguizamo is in it. Uh, and then there was an actress, like every time her face flashed on the screen, I was like, I know this actress. Where the hell have I seen this lady before? And I looked it up and it was Judith Light from Who's the Boss? <laughs> <laughs> he, plays, he plays one of the restaurant patrons. And I was like, wow, Judith Light. Um, it is funny, darkly funny, because it is a dark comedy and twisted, mm-hmm. man, like a really twisted. So uh, Ray Fiennes plays a chef who owns this really, really high-class restaurant uh, that is so exclusive, the only way to eat there is to pay an exorbitant price for the food and sail on a boat to a private island where the restaurant is located. So when these people get there, there's only like a dozen people eating at this restaurant. And each course is fancier than the last and comes with this like big production that Ray Fiennes comes out and gives a speech and like a little backstory on the dish and why he's serving it to them. And each dish gets more theatrical. And then also towards the end of the movie, each dish becomes more and more sinister. (laughs) (laughs) So like really like increasingly sinister things start happening and it's, it's so good. Like I don't want to ruin it or spoil it, Um, but it turns out to be like a really, really fun movie. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is great in it. Mm -hmm. Ray Fiennes is, is, chewing up as much scenery as he is food in the film. Um, he is really enjoying himself. Uh, and it's a very, like, underplayed performance for, like, John Leguizamo. He's kind of, like, in he's in the movie because he's sitting in the restaurant with everybody, but uh, his his character is kind of, like, minimal. But it's, it, it was, I mean, it's really entertaining. I would definitely, definitely recommend you check it out. And it is available right now on HBO Max. 
And uh, Kevin, <laughs> you have a, a movie avoidance? I do have a movie avoidance. And um, I'm a sucker for for superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a DC fan at heart. You know, I do love Marvel, the Marvel Sucker. Universe as well, but I keep hoping for di- uh, for DC to do it right. And uh, it launched on, again, HBO Max, and I was like, okay, so uh, I'll give this a shot. I'm glad, you know, I'm not paying money for it because it, it, it didn't intrigue me in the theater uh, or when it came out in theaters to, to go see it. Um, but I, I watched Black Adam. <laughs> oh, 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 it was it was it was a tough movie to 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 sit through. You mean and the Rock? I, I mean, no, look, I don't mind the Rock. The Rock can pull some things off, and and I know he's got a he doesn't have a lot of range, but um, I can still enjoy a performance by him. But um, I I just maybe it's just the whole. And again, I, don't, I have to say, I don't, I don't know Black Adam from Adam. Um, <laughs> no one got that. Uh, but it was just, it was so, so, um, just. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Just blah. You know, I mean, it, 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 it was so. Uh, to say scripted and yeah it's scripted but it's just it's 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 like cookie cutter you know mm-hmm. uh the acting was cookie cutter the premise was cookie cutter their team of the team that goes to help and that's that's hawkman and dr fate and adam smasher and i'm like i i don't i don't have anything invested in these characters and they're presented in such a way you're not invested in any of these characters you know uh, even uh, Black Adam, you, you hear it, the whole intro is is just um, a very long prologue, you know, a narrated prologue, and it's really just blah. It was just so so bad um, that I was like, okay, um, I'm going to miss Henry Cavill as Superman. I, I, I like the little flash of him. I'm not spoiling anything now. Everybody knows. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little curious. I am going to miss him portraying Superman. Uh, but I, I kind of think that if this is if this is the last movie to wash the plate clean, you know, and to start fresh with with mm-hmm. DC, then I'm okay with it. I it's funny like I was just about to like say that too when you said the Herding Cavill thing like they 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 you know they went out of their way to make that uh, after credits <laughs> scene with yeah. him as Superman facing off against Black Adam only for James Gunn to come out a week later and say well we're not using Henry Cavill for the new DCEU <laughs> yeah yeah and look I know that that Matt Reeves is still doing his own Batman you know, a side bat verse or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And him and James Gunn have kind of an agreement that, you know, Matt Reeves will do his thing and it can stay separate from the, uh, from the DCU. I think that's where they're going now. DCU, not DCEU, but DCU. And um, they, they kind of have that agreement in place. So. I don't actually, know. One of the hypotheticals we got was should, should Matt Reeves Batman be part of the DCU? <laughs> mm-hmm. And and uh, they've already got the uh, flash in the can, you know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. 
and that's the it's one that's going to be a flash in the pan. Yeah, it's the one supposed to bring Michael Keaton back as Batman. Yes, and he was supposed to also have a link to, was it Batgirl? Yeah, it was Batgirl, right? There was a Batgirl, which mm -hmm. they then dumped after filming the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have no clue what they're doing over there. Come on, I I agree with you, Kelly. Like I'm, I love I love the Marvel fan, the Marvel movies. Uh, I grew Mm -hmm. up a Batman fan. Yeah, like that Batman was my favorite comic book growing up. So I've been disappointed by like how because shitty because Marvel because Marvel makes you feel something for characters you don't even give a shit about, like <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. No yeah. one cared about that comic book. Nobody even mm-hmm. knew that comic book after you know, right. hardly. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, they 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 make you feel something about like these characters that you hardly know anything about. And, yeah, uh, and I just saw the trailer for Ant Man: The Quantum Mania, and it looks Ooh. pretty good. It looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah, ready to see Kang. So here's our <laughs> hypothetical question for this evening. This mm-hmm. hypothetical question was submitted by Sarah Cecil Rhodes, who is actually one of the admins on our Good Pods podcast group on Facebook. It's the same podcast group from Good Pods, but we have a Facebook page now as well. And she and Austin Boyer are one of the admins for it. And she gave us this hypothetical question. What movie stuck with you long after you first watched it? I didn't even have to think about this one. I, the first one that popped in my head as soon as I read that question was uh, Schindler's List. Mm. Mine would be Godfather. 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 That's good. Um, oh God, which movies? And we're not saying like no. Like okay. you, stuck, you, you couldn't stop thinking yeah. about it for a while after you first saw it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So. Schindler's List for me because I saw it in the theater, and yeah. it's one of it's a weird one of the weirdest experiences I had because after the film was over, nobody left the theater for a while. It was just quiet. Mm-hmm. People were just sitting there during the credits, just like kind of taking in what they just watched. Yeah, and, and that stuck with me for a long time because that was ninety something when that movie came out. But yeah. I would have to say this this movie I just talked about, the menu, has stuck with me since I watched it last night. Like I really want to watch it again because it's kind of like in my head now. I, I think I'm leaning towards um, Saving Private Ryan, you know, okay. yeah, and I, I think the reason the one the, what it sits out with me, I mean, we saw it as a family, which, you know, we were all older, but to see it as a family and and I remember watching it and we're sitting in the row and I'm looking over and my mother is sobbing and weeping for the first 20 minutes, you know. And 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 just to go through the entire movie and and to see how well it was done and how touching it was and and just um, you know I I don't think I've ever seen that happen before you know and and yeah I've we've seen my mother cry at movies I've cried at movies you know um, but just to watch that effect within the first twenty minutes of a movie mm-hmm. based on how he did it I mean still Spielberg you know. Mm. And uh, I, I got two other ones that, that popped in my head just now. Uh, well, I one... felt the same way with uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Too. <laughs> I cried you for the cried first, 20, the first minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so that's horrible. for a different, whole different reason. <laughs> I thought of uh, Shawshank Redemption. First time mm-hmm. I saw it stuck with me for a little bit, because especially because mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it when I saw it. You know, it was yeah. out in the theater, but didn't do well. I watched it on the recommendation of a friend, and, and was it stuck with me afterwards. Uh, Shawshank Redemption and Reservoir Dogs, which was mm. uh, Quentin Tarantino's first film because it was his first film. I knew who, I had no idea who he was, 
and I'd never seen a movie like that before. You know, that you was know, so, like frantic and told out of order and and violent and funny at the same time, and that that stuck with me. Yeah, another one that came to me was um, the Wrath of Khan. After the debacle of the first one, how good they came <laughs> out with the second one. You, mm. you just love that uh, that Khan. Oh, I love I love Star Trek all the way around, but. You, you would think after the first one that the whole thing would be shot to shit. But then they come back with the visual on that was just awesome at the time. The thing that stuck with me after watching the Khan, and I'm not knocking it because I love the movie. A, Chekhov wasn't on the ship when Khan first appeared. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I know that and, too. Yeah. And B, if the whole thing was a ruse anyway, did he have to scream Khan's name? <laughs> If it was That's all an act anyway. Yes, he had to sell it. <laughs> Kirk over. And as, it, and, as, and, as a, and as an added uh, fact to that, uh, did they have to do the reverse switcheroo in the new Star Trek version? Where uh, where Spock yells Khan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've discussed that it's version the, the already. Dumbest, the dumbest reveal, the most obvious reveal in movie history that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be Khan. Uh, so that's that was a good question. So thank you, Sarah, for uh, submitting that to us. We'll uh, we'll pick out some hypotheticals for the next episode and have some fun with that next time around. In the that's meantime, good. shout, shout, let it all out. These are the pods <laughs> we're gonna talk about right now. <laughs> so here's I'm a shout out. Yeah, shout out to our uh, our podcast friends out there who have been giving us support, either by listening to the show, rating the show, giving us uh, some suggestions, whatever it might be. These are our shout outs of the week. To Wrestling World with Austin Boyer. Shout out to Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast. A very happy podcast anniversary to Mr. Gentleman. Congratulations, bud. Uh, shout out to the people that made our uh, logo, Base Castle. Shout out to our uh, brothers in arms, teachers by day, nerds by night, the Fandalorians. Thanks to today, we laughed and learned. I want to give a good uh, congratulations to Jason and Kathy of. All Hallows Eve podcast for getting on to Dark Cast Network. Stay spooky, my friends. <laughs> Thank you to the voice of four. Shout out to DJ Scoob and the Undiscovered Entrepreneur. I want to say thank you to the Geeky Dad podcast. Shout out to Stop Thinking With Your Butt. <laughs> Shout out, Dean Snobs. Thanks again. I want to thank you, me, and a, you, uh, you, me, and a movie with Donald. No pizza. No pizza. <laughs> shout out to the fan in the van. And a big shout out to Wayne and Recasted 2.0. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thanks Gentlemen, to everybody out there. Like Mike said, congratulations to All Hallows Eve for getting on the Darkcast Network. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, major accomplishment right there. Uh, our main segment, as usual, is brought to you by Newsly. 
<clears throat> Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Follow any topic from sports, tech, business, science, even Bitcoin. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast is there too. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description and use the promo code ENDFERMENT to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Stop scrolling. Start listening. Newsly! Newsly! Bobby. So our main segment this evening, as I said at the beginning of the show, is most paused movie scenes. And it's funny when can I... We, the, can we take ahead. a minute just to appreciate the, the conversion of analog to digital media in terms of movies? Because trying to pause that sucker on analog, <laughs> man, was that tough. I mean, it really, um, it, the, the flicker of the screen, sometimes the old, you missed it. On the old VHS and, tapes. <laughs> Then we go on DVD and it's frame by frame by frame. You know, what's good. Frame, I know what's frame, about the analog too with the with the VHS tapes is if you if you did the rewind, fast forward, and pause enough times, it started to wear the tape out. <laughs> and then it became very obvious when watching the video where you were pausing it. The scene in, in Stranger Things season four. <laughs> Yeah. Like, she paused it an hour and 50 minutes. If you're pausing an hour and 50 minutes in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Got a new drink there, like, I had a, I went to the Orange Smash. Mm -hmm. uh, so I like the Orange I, Smash. I need to get you two guys over here again so you guys can try the bourbon one. I still have one bourbon one left, and it's bourbon calling smash. my name. Yeah. I have mm -hmm. that, uh, I have that uh, raspberry border thing that, that uh, I told Kev I was saving for him. Yeah, that's that's still sitting in my fridge. And I, I got something. I, I got a couple things in my fridge. Yeah, you guys. Got I got a, That's your big boy. But I'd really <laughs> like to do that with a fire pit. I think that needs to be uh, probed. Giggity. <laughs> uh, so, so our main segment this evening is most paused movie scene. And it's funny when I was doing the research for this for the most paused movie scenes. It's amazing how many of the pause movie scenes are like, you know, nude. We <laughs> yeah. I had to like go I had to get like specific in the search in order to get things that weren't just like nude scenes. So I had to be like most pause mo uh, moments in horror films. Like most pause moments in films that don't involve sex. Like, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, but like, you did horror films. That could be a lot of nude scenes too. Exactly. Yeah. So uh I managed to uh to split it up into three segment segments here. And as I said at the beginning of the show, there were a lot of movies. So we're not gonna get to all of them. Um I'm gonna mention a few bonus ones at the end, but they're probably ones we'll save for like another episode later to to kind of delve in a little bit deeper. Um but I broke it into three categories. Did I just see that? Which is basically like a category for films that don't really fall into the other two categories. So like mm -hmm. sci-fi and comedy and things like that. Uh, the second category is Nightmare Fuel. So these are all pause scenes from horror films. 
And the last one is pretty self-explanatory. Boobies, butts, and dongs. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so for those, you, uh, for those of you watching on uh, YouTube, I'm going to share my screen right now so boobies. that I can show you guys the uh, boobies. Pause scene. Boobies. Yeah. Let me know if you guys see what I'm uh, showing here. Yes. Now I have it on two screens. <laughs> you have you have it up on your screen too. Yeah, I have. Uh, it. So I'm I'm uh, sharing with you my uh, screenshots from some of the films that I that I picked out for these different categories. So starting with, did I just see that? And right off the bat, hopping into one of my favorite films of all time and one of my favorite bloopers that just happened to make it into the film, Star Wars Episode Four. The stormtrooper bumps his head. <laughs> so, aren't stormtroopers supposed to be all the same size? <laughs> I aren't. You, I, I bet he wishes he was a little short for a stormtrooper. Storm uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little short for a stormtrooper. Uh, it's those uh, blast doors, you know. Those blast doors they either jam up or they, you know, they don't open or, open or whatever. Now, what I really would have liked is if that stormtrooper had made it into episodes five and six, and you could tell it was the same Stormtrooper from having an indentation in the helmet. I think that would have been <laughs> awesome. A little, a nice little Easter egg, you know? Yeah. So we have... Uh, and it's funny, I said I said this earlier during the pre-show. Like once, once you, once you yeah, see Yeah, you just scene, went psychedelic, man. You went psychedelic all, on us. Yeah, we got all sorts yeah, of It's all transparent, and there's shadowing, and... Okay, let me let me stop sharing and redo that then. I was trying to do this so because there's a way of sharing it where I could still see your faces on the screen. Uh, we, I see all of your faces on the screen at the top. Yeah. So let me do it window wise. Window. Maybe you need to invest in another monitor. Is that better? Yeah. Oh, that's great. There we so, are. They're back. There we go. So that was that one. And I said, once you see that, you can't unsee it. Every time I watch a movie now, I specifically speak for that scene. Uh, keeping in line with Star Wars, we have uh, Star Wars Episode One: Senator E.T. And I know the picture's a little dark there, probably, but that is the Senate seat. Uh, during the, I think this is the scene where they take out the chancellor and name Palpatine the, the acting chancellor, and uh, uh, vote no a vote of no confidence, vote of no yep. confidence, and Chancellor Valorum. And there exactly. you have uh, the ETs who are apparently senators in the Galactic Senate, or as Lucas has said, they're called the. The Grillbergs or something like that. They have like a weird. Yeah, it's uh, Spiel. It's Spielberg spelled backwards. It's Spielberg spelled backwards. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's the name of their race, and it all goes back to the original ET when um, e- ET saw Yoda and uh, waddled up and said, "Home, home, home, home." home. <laughs> yes. Uh, next one I got here. I have Fight Club. Every time Tyler Durden appears in the flashback. It was I couldn't really pick out a picture, you know, for that one because there's just so many moments where uh, it's both Tyler Durden and the narrator character that Ed uh, Norton plays. But if you watch at the very end of the film, they do that little flashback sequence where he thinks about all the moments where he saw Tyler. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like him by himself, like hitting himself or doing whatever. But then there are moments. When... Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. I was just going to say, when you put this up, I thought, oh, he must mean the scenes where it was the 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 one frame in the movie that, you know, people tried to, like, pause it right when the Tyler, you know, Tyler that, popped up in that frame. That's what I was just about to say that, yeah, there, there, there's uh, a lot of, there's a lot of that in the film where, like, either Tyler Durden's popping up in, like, single frames. Or there's something else like spliced in there because there is a. I could have put this on the uh, boobies, butts, and dongs list too because at the very, very end of the film, right as the buildings are blowing up, there's a single frame of a dick that pops up on the screen <laughs> and it pops off again. And it's like it's one of those ones like you got to pause it to catch it because it's it's a single frame, so it happens real fast. Um, then I have Deadpool two. Tyler's <laughs> return. So long, Vanisher. We hardly knew you. <laughs> As of course the Brad Pitt cameo. <laughs> if you didn't pause it, you couldn't see that as Brad Pitt. It was yeah. so quick. <laughs> is he coming back for the next Deadpool? Like uh, Wolverine is. He's dead. <laughs> Vanisher. Don't you remember the the scene after that? Is his his burnt corpse falling to the ground <laughs> in the background? <laughs> I just love it. Like you don't see him because he's the manager, and then the one time you see him, it's like one of the most recognizable stars in, in Hollywood, just doing a solid. <laughs> it's in the look on his face too. Mm-hmm. And I remember like seeing like the behind the scenes uh, footage for this, and it's like him doing different faces to try to get the the right one for it. <laughs> and here's a good one. Three Men and a Baby, The Ghost Boy. Ghost Boy! I remember when this came out, how, like, because now we're talking, like, you know, well before... 88? Well, we're talking well before the internet. So Mm -hmm. what you have is uh, a rumor to get spread by word of mouth, basically, and and takes on a life of its own. No pun intended. And just becomes this like urban legend story about this boy that jumped off the building and now he haunts the room where the movie was being filmed. And but and then uh, anybody know the real story? Well, I'm seeing right here it says when Jack's mother comes to visit Mary, played by Lisa Blair, you can see in the background what appears to be a little boy standing in the doorway. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor that this is the ghost of a little boy who died in the apartment in which the film was shot. This rumor is false as the interiors were all shot on a soundstage in a movie studio. The quote-unquote ghost is actually a cardboard cutout of Jack wearing a tuxedo. This prop appeared later in the movie when Mary's mother comes to collect her. Yeah, it's, it's Ted Danson. Yeah. Because Ted, yeah. Danson, Ted Danson's character is an actor, a film actor, and, and uh, it's a cutout from one of the movies that he does later in the film. I guess it's the just the 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 what's it called perspective. He mm-hmm. looks much smaller and shorter, and you know. It also is so fast too. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, you could have thought that was Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah. The way he looks. It looks like he's somebody with a ball cap on, not somebody with a tux. Mm-hmm. I think he's wearing a top hat because he's got the tuxedo on. I think it's a top hat, so it's like not quite... I mean, although that could be Ted Danson's hair because he did have that bouffant. Yeah. But yeah, the Sam Malone. You went into the 
the hairdresser a, and said, I want the Sam Malone. It's such a quick scene. And like, but when you, you sit here and you look at the still frame, it's, it's easy to see that it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of two dimensional, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> Wizard of Oz, the pint sized suicide. That poor munchkin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey. This looks like a shadow on a tree to me. <laughs> Again, this is, this is very much pre internet rumor, uh, r- rumor mill <laughs> shit. Yeah, yep. So you had the rumor going around that there was a munchkin who kills himself in the background of The Wizard of Oz. You see something swing by in the background. And if you pause it, it looks kind of like a body swinging by. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's another story that was kind of confirmed to be false. Uh, Yeah. I, I believe the backstory was it's either a prop that fell in the background or... Uh, they had some live live animals on the set, and I think it might have been like a bird that flew by or something like that. I know that there's a there's a backstory to it. I don't remember off the top of my head what it was. I'm checking now, but I don't think I'll find it enough time. We may just want to move on. Let's see. <laughs> I'm typing in yeah. Munchkin suicide. <laughs> in the, in the and Dunkin' Donuts came up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's actually like a, a lot of surges came up. The original hanging munchkin scene from Wizard of Oz. Classic urban yeah. legend. I shouldn't uh, be laughing at that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Dark comedy. Uh well, secret what dead munchkin hell? myth explained. Here it is. Uh despite being regarded as of all time, yada yada yada. Uh nefarious tall tale surrounding the movies, Love or Knacker portraying a munchkin. Hanging himself on set during the filming. Uh, the legend stems from a specific scene that takes place around 45 minutes in the movie, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the silhouette is of a bird that was flying through the studio. A It's a bird flying through the studio. Yes. According to this, it says it was a uh, crested crane stretching its wings. Several large birds have been allowed to wander. The background to lend its appearance to the mysterious creatures lurking in the wood, woods. And the crane is spotted in the background several times prior to the hanging scene. Mm. Uh, and there is something about the hanging munchkin. And the bird didn't know the hanging munchkin. <laughs> it was purely coincidental that the bird and the hanging munchkin shot that scene together. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I'm off base here. Just a little. They met in the commissary before. They met in the commissary. They both went for the last powder donut. (laughs) Uh, Next on my list of, did I just see that? Is Captain America's shield in the original Iron Man film. Mm. So this is the scene where Tony is uh, taking off the Iron Man suit after his first time using it. Where Pepper walks into the scene and he's like, oh, come on. You've seen me doing stranger things than this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and very, very quickly in the background, you see what looks like the construction of the Captain America shield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I find it kind of odd that he's creating that shield when this is like prior to the Avengers initiative. Well, I got to wonder. So I'm guessing the Cap shield disappeared off of the ship, right? In mm-hmm. um, In the first Avenger. Yeah, and this is probably now that Cap has been thawed or whatever. Maybe this, maybe this is taking place at the same time. Uh, they're constructing a new one for him. 
Well, I mean, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense because Stark Industries was a weapon manufacturer at first. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was upgrading the shield for Captain America. Okay. Wasn't the, the shield also supposed to be seen? It was a scene cut from the Incredible Hulk, but wasn't it also like something that you saw frozen in the ice in the Incredible Hulk, but they deleted that scene from the actual movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it actually appears in in other films as well. Like there's there's like there's the, the Captain America shield. I think is one of the biggest Easter eggs in the Marvel in the MCU's like the original you know pictures that they did. Right, right. This this is the most specific one that I found, which was the uh, the shield. So again, um, there are way more pause scenes out there than these. These are just a few that I found for the. Did I just see that segment? So we're moving on now to nightmare fuel. <laughs> and the first thing I have on the list is what my drink is named after: the Exorcist <laughs> and the face of. Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy, or as his name says in the script, Bazuzu. Bazuzu. Bazuzu's pedals. You look at it now, and it's just like a bad Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, a little bit of white makeup, some rouge under the eyes, some Austin Powers teeth. It looks like it looks like it's yeah, between baby. The, yeah. You know what it actually looks like? It what? looks like it's between the Hobbit version. And the Smeagol version. Mm. You know, he's, he, like, he's in a transition still to becoming he, Gollum. He's, a, he's only like 300 years into the 500-year struggle. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> this could have been a lot more terrifying if they had just put some demonic contacts on this, you know? Mm. Everything else is kind of the shadow effect, the, the funky teeth. Um, throw some, some wicked contacts on him, and that would have been a lot scarier. Well, what makes this creepy too is if you watch the film, it, it, it's it's similar to like the Fight Club thing because it's a single frame. Yes, and yeah, it just kind of pops up. Yeah, it's a blink and miss it kind of thing. So it is kind of like one of that. Did I just see that sort of thing? And so like you mm-hmm. really have to capture it at the right moment to get the picture that I have here. Uh, I had to do some searching to find this because there were some like pretty grainy photos. This is one of the better quality ones that I found. You could actually see the fake dentures kind of slipping out of his mouth. <laughs> Azuzu, Captain Howdy. Which is creepier, Captain Howdy or Pazuzu? <laughs> Captain Howdy, I think. Calling, calling my demonic possession, Captain Howdy. <laughs> I mean, if they were able to get those funky contacts on um, Reagan, on Linda Blair, know, they definitely right? could have thrown them on him. Mm-hmm. Okay. My second piece of nightmare fuel. The first time you see the alien at the birthday party uh, video in the movie Signs. Yeah, yeah that was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of those, holy shit. And it, it's uh, it's a great scene with uh, Joaquin Phoenix because he's watching it on TV in the, mm-hmm. in the closet or whatever he's hiding in. And he sees it and he's like, oh my God, you know. I saw signs in the theater and the reaction from the crowd was the same as Joaquin Phoenix's reaction in the film. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those really, really, really cool, like in-person crowd moments where everybody was like, "Holy shit!" And then it went all but downhill I, from there. Yeah, and then, and then there's you know the ending, yeah. and, and you get a closer look at the thing. And it's like it's a green gorilla, and it, or, you or, know, you, it, or you ha- or you can't get over the fact that they're allergic to water, but they're water. Fucking earth. 
Yeah. <laughs> Where seventy five percent of the planet is liquid. I could pee on it and it would die. I <laughs> would have been. I would have been the better twist ending instead of beating the shit out of him with a baseball bat if they knock him on the ground to the piss on him. <laughs> so I know you guys. I know you guys haven't seen this movie. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite horror films. It's actually a horror comedy. It's Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> and uh, the premise of the film is um, it's one of those tropes where it's like the five kids going to a cabin and they all get murdered by some like monstrous creature. Right. But the twist is that it's all part of a ritual to keep these ancient gods uh, happy so that they don't destroy the earth. And so it keeps cutting away from the kids in the cabin to these people working in this like office building where they're trying to control the situation. And one of the things is that the kids in the cabin have to choose how they're going to be murdered. And they do so by playing with like these objects that they find in the cabin. And the objects will release one of the beasts on this, uh, this whiteboard that you see in the picture. And they're having an office. They're having an office pool to see which creature is going to end up killing the kids. Oh God! And so if you, if you pause it, you can see like the different creatures that they could possibly have attacking them, from werewolf to alien beast to mutants, wraiths, zombies, reptilians, clowns, witches, <laughs> sexy witches, demons, the Hell Lord, the angry molesting tree, which is from Evil Dead, uh, the this giant. Is- the, the giant snake, goblins. Yes, the, the <laughs> is this Deadites. a Sam Raimi? This is uh, this is a Joss Whedon film. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, Joss Whedon's a big fan of Sam Raimi, so you know, there's like mm-hmm. a lot of throwbacks to that. Kevin, which is actually Elijah Wood's character from Sin City, uh, <laughs> the Mummy, the Bride, the Scarecrow, a Snowman. I would love to see the Killer Snowman. Mm-hmm. Dragon Bat, Vampires, Dismemberment Goblin, Sugar Plum Fairy. The Sugar Plum Fairy is fucking frightening. You, you see the Sugar Plum Fairy in the movie. <laughs> uh, the Merman, the Reanimated Dead, the Unicorn, the Huron, the Sasquatch, Wendigo, or Yeti, Killer Dolls, Killer Doctors, Zombie Redneck Torture Family, Jack O'Lantern, Giants, and Twins. Oh, God. And so it's funny. So the one that actually ends up getting picked is the zombie redneck torture family. <laughs> and in the, in this scene, this woman here is going, but I had zombies. He goes, yes, but it's zombie redneck torture family. She goes, well, what's the difference? He goes, two different species. It's like the difference between an elephant and an elephant seal. <laughs> 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 it really is. It's, it's, it's a really funny movie that has some really cool like horror tropes in it. You got a great performance from Richard Jenkins in the film. It's one of Chris Hemsworth's first movies. Uh, he plays one of the you know the kids in the cabin. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really funny movie, and a lot of like Josh Whedon regulars are in it, like some of the actors from like Angel and and Buffy and all that. Cool movie if you ever get a chance to see it. Uh, Psycho is the next one I have here, and it's the skeletal frame, which is the very end of the movie. Yeah. After, uh, after uh, Norman Bates has been captured. And he's doing his little monologue in the, in the voice of the mother. Well, think about how long after that movie was made until you could actually pause it to see it. There was no pausing back in the day. Well, you, you had stepped away uh, to get another drink, and Kevin and I were kind of talking about that. Like, 
analog versus DVD? Like, how hard mm-hmm. was it to, like, pause that scene back when you had to do the VHS tapes? And it was like you had yeah. to rewind, fast forward, rewind, fast forward, pause, rewind, fast forward, pause, and eventually you wear the tape out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, saw... you, got pause, you got the pause play in slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was cool when slow-mo first came out. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, but yeah, like you said, like, when you, if you saw this back in the theater in the 60s, it was probably one of those, wait, did I just see what I saw moments? Yeah. Yeah. There's also like 20 years later, you get to pause it. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, and it's a, it's not a great picture. I, I was had another, another like still shot I had a hard time finding, but you can kind of see like the outline of the skeleton around his lips there. <laughs> so, uh, one that I wanted to include, but I forgot to, Kev, was the uh, one that you had said from Insidious. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is the uh, the red demon that appears behind Patrick Wilson in that one scene? Yeah, um, yeah. But I think it's a, it's a good one, but it's definitely one we can save for later because we're we're probably yeah. going to end up having to do a second one of these uh, at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's and yeah, well, we'll talk about it the next time. I just yeah. love the way it's revealed the camera movement. It is one of the best ones. One of the best, like mm-hmm. like it's a jump scare moment and a and a pause the video moment at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that takes us to our final category of the evening. <laughs> One, every, the, the category everybody thought this whole episode yes, was going to yeah, be. That's kind of what it, kind of what it was going to be like if I didn't do some more like specific searching. Boobies, butts, and dongs. Oh my! That's what my wife was saying. She goes, "I said we're doing pause moment." She goes, "Oh, so you're doing boobies on screen?" Oh wait, it's so, not just boobies. She goes, "Oh, bits too." I said, "No." Katie no, said, no, no. "Katie said the." Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Katie, Katie, she didn't know that one. Katie, uh, and I was like, what, "What's your what's your subject this week?" I said, "We're doing most pause scenes in movie history." And she goes, "Oh, like Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool and Ridgemont High." I said, "Yeah, exactly, like Phoebe." Exactly. I said, "That was like that was like the inspiration for the episode." <laughs> like that's Phoebe Cates' legacy. Like, <laughs> and that's why she's no longer in acting. I know she's no longer an actress. Uh, uh, but yeah, so boobies, butts, and dongs. Oh my! Starting oh my. with Dirk Diggler reveals his wiggler. <laughs> so this is the final scene of Boogie Nights. I had to blur it out for YouTube. Uh, it is, of course, a prosthetic penis. <laughs> uh, Mark, not according Wal- to Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark what? Wahlberg will, would have you believe he has a twelve-inch dong, but it's prosthetic. <laughs> But it's the very final scene of the film. He pulls his dick out and he goes, I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. Then puts it back in his pants and walks away. And it is <laughs> it is such a weird scene. And it's like, you kind of wait for it because you know, like, it, the whole movie is about him becoming a porn star and how big his dick is and all that. And it's like, so you have to think at some point or another, you're going to see it in the movie. And even <laughs> after you see it, it's kind of still like a shocking scene. <laughs> Wait, so my mom and dad saw that movie. (laughs) I remember my mom's reaction was like, there was, I couldn't believe they showed it. (laughs) (laughs) And and I said to her, I said, Ma, it was fake. It wasn't real. It was, it was, it was a prosthetic, you know. Bless her heart. (laughs) It was was special effects, you know, like the mugwai and gremlins. It was a puppet. <laughs> it had, it, you know, it had uh, pistons going yeah. and the whole nine yards. It's like you know? the alien popping out of William Hurt or uh, out of John Hurt's stomach, an alien. 
there was hydraulics involved. Can you imagine here if the dong scene involved him, involved the dong like popping up and singing Hello, my darling? <laughs> Penis hello, puppetry. baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime doll. Send me a kiss, my wife. My heart's on fire. <laughs> All right, let's get to something a little more fun, like uh, the gratuitous beaver shot in, uh, <laughs> in Basic Instinct. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Paul Verhoeven like tricked Sharon Stone into doing that scene. Yes, she was not happy with this. It was kind of like, yeah, you're not Everybody really going to see was. anything. And... So the picture I have on the screen here is actually from the movie uh, Loaded Weapon with Emilio Estevez. He's interrogating Cassie Ireland, who's playing the uh, the the Sharon Stone character. And when she spins around in a chair, there's a beaver sitting in it that says "gratuitous beaver shot" on the scene <laughs> on the screen. So, yeah, so this Cassie uh, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's this is that's Cassie Ireland's beaver right there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's Sharon Stone's you know spread leg scene that she was tricked into doing and the, but all these years later she's kind of owned it now at this point she's like you know hey, uh-huh. it happened you know i have the career i have now because of it <laughs> yes basic instinct man it's a, a weird movie mm-hmm. they did a second one a few years it later made a lot of men uh burying their ice picks in the in the backyard <laughs> boy michael uh uh what's his name uh Michael Douglas made a career out of making movies about dating crazy chicks, didn't he? He did. Yeah, Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct, Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> but was, he's also in that one with uh, Debbie Moore. Oh, oh uh, disclosure! Yeah, yeah, yeah disclosure! disclosure yeah, mm-hmm. Romancing the Stone, Romancing the Stone, Dual <laughs> Nile. Word of the Roses. That's another crazy wife one, yeah. But that's also Kathleen Turner, Word of the Roses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh what else we got here? Here we go. The one that the one that you know expired the whole episode. Hello, Phoebe Cates. <laughs> uh, uh the eighties. <laughs> Where teen sexuality was no biggie. <laughs> You gotta include a boob scene if it's a teenage 80s movie. It's a teen comedy. Where are the titties? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a teen comedy. Remember Airplane? Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember Airplane, Porky's, Revenge of the Nerds, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Teen Wolf. Even Ghostbusters had a had a had a ghost BJ scene. <laughs> it did. <laughs> but yeah, we go Phoebe Cates, man. Talk about an 80s crush. Uh-huh. hmm <laughs> American Pie. Oh, Nadia. <laughs> uh, not as good as Pimmy Cates. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think Shannon Elizabeth could have gave her a run for her money in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the shot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, Dude, this was impossible to find an edited shot of. Like, Jesus. I was like, Man, my my Google search history over the last two days. <laughs> yeah, man, your algo your algorithm is going to be my really uh, my algorithm's all over the place right now, especially after. Please tell after, me you weren't doing this at work. No, especially <laughs> no. Come on, especially <laughs> after researching uh, 
uh, censored pictures of Margot. <laughs> Speaking of censored pictures of Margot Robbie, thank God for Margot Robbie. Oh my lord! So I have two scenes for her from Wolf of Wall Street. Um, there's the this shot here, which is uh, the first date she has with uh, Jordan Belfort, which is the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio character, and she walks mm -hmm. out of the bedroom full frontal nudity. And oh, I remember, her, I remember her talking on a on a talk show about it, about how uh, she went to the uh, premiere of the film with her parents <laughs> and didn't tell them about this scene. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, but this is the scene that shot her to superstardom. And then there's a scene later in the film here where she's teasing him in in the uh, in their kid's bedroom, and she supposedly has no underwear on. And she's mm. like spreading her legs for, and there's, a, and then he shows her that there's a security camera above that's recording them and all that. And you don't really see anything in that scene, but people, it hasn't stopped people from pausing it, trying to see something. <laughs> I'm like, what? You need that here? You got a, plenty of that here. So. <laughs> oh, Margot Robbie. The next one is uh, Who Framed Roger oh, Rabbit? Uh, <laughs> so, Kev, you want to? explain this one for us because I wasn't able to find the, the picture for Yes, yeah, so it's the scene when um, Eddie Valiant and um, and um, uh, Jessica Rabbit are returning from Toontown, right? And uh, they're in pursuit of the judge. Um, and little do they know that he's waiting on the other side of this long tunnel. He kicks over a, uh, a barrel of oh, was it dip? Is that, yep. is that right? Dip, right? Dip! Yeah, and the dip burns the tires of the taxi. Why can't I think of the taxi's name right now? I can't, I can't think of the taxi's yeah. name. But anyway, burns his tires, and he goes spinning, uh, causing the taxi to hit a pole, and then uh, Valiant and Ra Jessica fly out. Now, as she flies out, she is flying out in a seated position, but the legs are slightly open, and supposedly... As animators were known to do in the 80s, they snuck in a little, you know, little hi, how you doing? A little hey, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> and um, that's what was supposedly seen. Supposedly. I, I mean, this is all that hearsay. I've never looked into it personally myself. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I've never looked into it myself either. And I couldn't really find a, a, a picture of it to use for this. So mm -hmm. I just, the picture I chose is the first time she goes to see Eddie Valiant in his office and she mm -hmm. says, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. I just don't want it to ruin my childhood. Yeah, you know? right. Lose that sense of innocence. <laughs> yes, that sense of innocence like watching Phoebe Cates getting out of a pool. That's right. Benny the Cab. <laughs> Benny, that was it. Benny, Benny the, the Cab. cab. Uh, I like the oh, brother. Watch your white snake videos. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like I like Hoofing Roger Rabbit. I think it's a, yeah. a great movie. Oh uh, yeah, one of one of Bob Hoskins' best roles. Mm -hmm. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, Total Recall, the original, the good Total Recall. Three's company two, two three's two. a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> three's a crowd, unless they're boobies. <laughs> I just watched this recently, uh, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, thinking it's Three's Company, though. Know, it's hers and hers and his. Three's Company, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the scene when uh, the, the cab driver got 
speaking of Benny the cab driver, Benny the cab driver in Total Recall. <laughs> Stereotype. Is, uh, is uh, you know, he's, he's feeling her up and she's like, what do you think? And he's like, I wish I had three hands. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an iconic scene, man. <laughs> Another Paul Verhoeven, like, insanity fest. And this is the last one I have on here. The seven-year itch where an icon is born. The very famous Marilyn Monroe standing over the grate while the wind blows. Sure, right, yeah. Scene. yeah. Uh, so iconic. Yeah, it was one you of had the... to wait for VHS to come out to actually pause yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless you're like Andy Dufresne and you had the poster hanging up in your cell in Shawshank Redemption. Mm, true enough. <laughs> So that was uh, that was my list there. It's a pretty good list, I thought. Uh, just for yeah. some kicks, I have a few others. We can talk about these on the uh, second part of this episode when we when we decide to do that. Uh, the Bishop's Boner and the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the appearance of the word sex in the air in The Lion King, apparently. Yep. Uh, this was a good one. The Guardians of the Galaxy. It's trying to see all of the things that the Collector has in his menagerie on the, on the planet Nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can see the space dog, Howard Duck, there's a dark elf, a frost giant, uh, all these other things. Uh, apparently, the horse head in the bed in The Godfather is a very paused scene. Huh. I never... I people are trying to figure out if it was actually real or not. Yeah, I guess, because, yeah. I mean, it was real, but I guess, uh, yes. I don't know, I guess so. Uh, in the Men in Black movies, there's always the aliens in disguise on the TV screens. Yep. Uh, so yep. I remember in the first one, like Sylvester Stallone was one of the aliens. <laughs> and this is a funny one. Something about Mary, uh scene where oh, beans ben, above the Franks. Yeah, ben oh, Stiller, get the beans the above the Franks. The Franks. Oh. Yeah. Ben Stiller gets his his, uh, his junk caught in his zipper. Yeah, and, uh, one of Marky Post's best roles. Yeah, you get a real quick quick glimpse of his of his balls. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, and that's uh, Keith David who has the line that's such a fucking funny line where he's like, how the hell did you get the beans above the frank? <laughs> uh, there's so many movies that I have to rewatch that I haven't seen in so long. <laughs> it's probably one of them. It's what the oh, summers are for. That's what summers are for. Yeah. Uh, that is our list for this evening. If you have any suggestions out there of uh, scenes that we should include the next time around, uh, we're not doing this next week. We'll do this sometime in the future. Uh, but we would still like to hear your suggestions out there for some pause movie scenes that we should include. Uh, Michael, do you have any beer wisdom for us this evening? That's a beer trivia for you, boys. That sounds good. Uh, I have to change that on the notes. Yeah, because I think that's probably. Because I think that's all I have is trivia now. Um, prior to crafting brew, craft brewing, American beer was known as was known to most people around the world as thin, very pale lager. Now referred to as American Standard Lager, this refreshing beverage was light in flavor, as well as in color, since it was made. With thirty to fifty percent rice and or corn, beers like Bud Light and Michelob are still made this way and are still very popular with a lot of Americans. Ironically, many of the craft brewers who once disdained the style 
have recognized the skill required to brew a good one and now make their own version. There you go, boys. So how are your drinks this evening, gentlemen? Excellent. Uh, between the two, I prefer my cold snap over the uh, uh, golden pilsner, but um, both were okay. I definitely put too much lime juice in my drink because that's pretty much all I tasted. Mm. <laughs> when a drink when a drink contains tequila and blue curacao and all you taste is lime juice, you put in way too much lime. You juice. put in too much. <laughs> yeah, way too much. Otherwise, it was okay. <laughs> good. I feel pretty good. Uh, so thank you for joining us tonight for episode 90 most paused movie scene, movie scene. So thanks again for joining us for episode 90 most paused films in movie history. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. Don't forget to send us an email at filmsandfermentation at gmail.com. Again, please send us your suggestions. Uh, you can visit us at linktree.com slash films and fermentation to find all of our social media and podcast links. If you'd like to support the show, remember you can buy our merchandise at teespring.com or you can become a patron at Patreon. Uh, don't forget to stop by the crossroads between pickled and fermented next week for episode 91. Next week, we're going to be talking about black and white films. And what we're going to be doing next week is each of us is going to choose our five favorite black and white movies and discuss why we like them and if they are classic or modern or whatnot uh but movies where color doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) i'm leo i'm kevin i'm mike don't forget to pick out your favorite pause scene for this podcast if you're watching us on youtube (laughs) it's usually the scenes where kevin's showing off the pretty Kevin brings the pretty. <laughs> Cheers, right. everybody. Cheers. Cheers. See y'all later. We start recording. And we can get started whenever you guys are ready. I'm ready to you like I, I broke this up into segments for the for the for the pause scenes. Yeah. Did I just see that nightmare fuel and boobies butts and dongs? Oh my. <laughs> because <laughs> there is one big dong in that series of films and i don't know if you guys clicked on it or not but the the main segment has a link to another document uh that is all the pause scenes so yeah, i I, I did screenshots of the different scenes because i'm going to bring them up on uh glyph while we're talking about them so that they'll be on the youtube channel Club didn't come up yeah, Fight Club, Club. Well, Fight Club, I didn't put any pictures down there because I said it's every time Tyler Durd appears on the screen. So there was too many pictures to like put down there for it. Mm. Um, and then for like things like uh, like the boobies, butts, and dongs, I did the uh, blurred out <laughs> version <laughs> for some of them. It was really hard to find a blurred out Margot Robbie full frontal nude scene from Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> Do we really want to blur that out? And your uh, your censor strips. Are just enough. Just enough. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, enough for YouTube enough. to not kick us off. <laughs> I didn't do that. I found that picture. I was like, I was like, I'm probably the only person in the world who just who just Google searched uh Margot Robbie full frontal nude sensor. 
<laughs> he wanted to be a censored one. So the, what is uh, Roger, uh, the Jessica Rabbit one, we're talking about her being propelled from the car, right? Yeah, I couldn't find yeah. like one that really like worked well, so I just picked like the, okay. that's, no, that that picture fine. there is the the first time you see her in the in the in the in the show. So in the right. show. I'm just drawn that way. Yeah, and that that's what mm-hmm. that scene is. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Um, so I thought that was okay. I just do that one. Mm. So I got to bring up these this document so I can have it ready. Uh, also, most paused movie scenes. Where are you? It's funny, I was listening to, I don't know whether it's Mojo or uh, something, it's a channel I subscribe to on YouTube, and um, yeah, Watch Mojo, and they were talking about the, um, they were talking about the things that are revealed that you see in the Star Wars movies, but you don't notice them until like many, many, many years after the movie comes out, and the whole Mm -hmm. E.T. thing uh, was brought up. So yeah, yeah. I always like the ET thing. I thought that was like a funny hint. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, all right, I'm ready to go. Now. We didn't do the Star Wars. Just pause the hot shot first. Well, that's not really. It's hard to pause the scene where that where that much is going on. <laughs> the 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 stormtrooper bumping his head. <laughs> <laughs> Once, once you once you know it happens, it, you can't unsee it. So it's like a very mm-hmm. noticeable thing every time you watch the movie now. Uh, so I'm ready when you guys are. Do it. 